I'm delighted to welcome to the show today a um, lovely chap called Greg Lawrence, who is from Fit for Any Age. So uh, welcome to the show, Greg, and, and please explain what you mean by Fit for Any Age. Hi, um, thanks, Elaine. Thank you for inviting me to participate in the show. Um, yeah, so Fit for Any, any Age, um, it's kind of, um, it's taking an, a, um, a mixture of my, of my experiences Firstly, working within the fitness industry, uh, but then also working within the mental health industry. So I'm, I believe in like the holistic approach to uh, people improving and getting better with their life. So uh, recommending uh, like um, different types of exercises for people to do, different types of like wellness and well-being practices. Uh, so it's, it's, it's the, the kind of the idea behind the Fit for Any Age is being fit uh, mentally and physically and applying to people for all ages. Fantastic. There's an awful lot of um, talk these days about mental awareness and mental fitness. And yeah. I think it's great that we're now talking about it. But, but from my experience, it doesn't seem to be an awful lot of support. Talking about something is all well and good. But if there's no support, I think sometimes that can be as bad as not talking about it in the first place. So what, what's yeah, your view yeah. on, on how the... Uh, how society is now now kind of getting more used to talking about mental health. How, how, what's your view on that? Well, yeah, definitely. I think um, before there was quite a bit of stigma attached to talking about mental health, but I think there's been quite a bit of focus um, in the media in particular about uh, kind of trying to break down some of that stigma. So trying to encourage people to really talk more about their mental health I think there's also been quite a bit, of, a bit of attention and focus, particularly also around men and mental health, and having uh, being and feeling more open and welcome to actually talk about their mental health. Also, there's like the initiative. There's Movember. There's obviously um, a, a lot of men with um, like uh, self-harming and and suicide, and also trying to break down that stigma around being okay as a man to talk about your feelings. But I think generally across the board. I think more more work on a society level has been done to try and break down some of that stigma. You mentioned Movember. For the benefit of the, of the listeners, what's Movember? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Movember runs uh, during November. It, it encourages men to grow a moustache and to raise money to uh, because there's a lot of men who uh, suicide amongst men, um, in particular men who are struggling with mental illnesses, with depression, and trying to obviously it kind of raise more awareness and get men to more talk talk about it and to seek treatment. So it's like a it's like a it's like a fundraising campaign which has grown in 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 popularity during 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 the years. So so what what do they raise money for? Where where, where does the money go? Um, so it's I I don't actually run the the, the November campaign myself, um, but they. Um, get the link for you. Um, yeah, so it's kind of raising funds for uh, for tackling like prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide for men. So it's it, it's helping to raise money to help men uh, with the kind of the physical and mental and their mental health. Okay, so there's a whole variety of different um, aspects, and and getting yeah, men to yeah. talk talk really what, what what why is it do you think that men are notoriously bad at talking about things because um most health practitioners that i've interviewed on the show most of them are women and many of them their clients are women we don't come across very many men who are happy to talk why, why, why do you think that is 
I think that there's been again it comes back kind of back, comes back to stigma, but it's also back down to the old, uh, you know, telling men to like man up and uh, and and men not for men kind of to not uh, acknowledge their their feelings and emotions is almost like a sign of uh, weakness. And a, a lot of men uh, take that and they don't actually seek the appropriate treatments. And some um, internalize, they ruminate, they self-medicate with alcohol or other substances. And it's really trying to kind of get men to feel that it's, it's, it, it, it's okay to talk. So I think a lot of men have been reluctant to open up because of those um, stigmas around talking about mental health. Um, and I think probably for women, uh, there's probably they feel more um, open to speak about how they feel. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's 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 work that's been done around the moment to kind of make men feel more comfortable to talk about how they feel. Who should men talk to when if they if they kind of can get the courage to to speak up about how they're feeling, what's happening to them, and how they're managing or not managing or whatever? Who 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 should people talk to? I mean, where where, where do you go? What what's the first point of call if if um, listeners know somebody who's who's struggling? Um, where would you signpost people to? Well, I mean, I think obviously uh, first starting with friends and family, if, if it's any kind of family you feel you're able to confide in. Uh, if you don't have that support, uh, there are the Samaritans. It's a free 24-7. Um, it's a free call as well. I think it's telephone 116123. Um, and obviously they can also speak to their GP if they want any support. Um, obviously, if they were to be in crisis, then obviously they would refer them on to the, the crisis services. But I'd probably say com- confiding in friends and family, um, contacting Samaritans, speaking to GP. Cool. How, how did you get into this, Greg? Into, into the, the into, you know, the, the mental health awareness and um, linking it with uh, physical health. Well, um, so um, a couple of years ago, um, about, about seven, seven, eight years years ago, I worked in the fitness industry, and um, I helped people. Um, to obviously meet their their fitness needs and their fitness aims, and I had GP referrals for patients who came from the community uh, for multimodal depression, and I helped them with some of their exercise. And obviously, there there was quite a bit of research into the benefits of um, of medication and um, some form of activity to help with some form of mental illness, and it's made me explore the mental. Um, so the mental um, side of it as well. Prior to that, I'd done a uh, work in psychology. So I built on my mental health uh, training, and I I joined both of them. And as I as I kind of gone through in my in my professional career, um, I've seen the continued benefits of helping people um, holistically. So not uh, not only with their, with their fitness, but also with their mental well being. So what what's the link between um, physical health and mental health. I wish there was another name we could say, mental health, because in the past it's always been a kind of a derogatory, negative sort of thing. Um, I, I try and I, I try and talk about things in terms of mind health. It doesn't seem so such a slur kind of thing. It's like if you if you, people um, fess up to having mental health, it's like it, there's kind of in shame and as you say stigma about it. But it's mind health, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's another way to look at it. Um, again, yeah, you 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 are right. There is um, 
unfortunately, when people do think about mental health, they do sometimes think about like any negative connotations and and work still needs to be done to kind of break that down. But yeah, mind health, uh, well-being, wellness, mental mental well-being, um, you know, are different kind of ways that people can approach it, I suppose. So, so, so what's your what's your general background? You've, you've mentioned psychology. You've mentioned fitness. Um, were you actually a personal trainer? Did you did you mention? Yeah. So I was a fitness fitness instructor, personal trainer. Uh, I would have clients come to me to lose weight, to put on muscle mass. Um, then I went into uh, mental health um, uh, training and studies, and um, I've 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 continued to kind of obviously help people. Uh, who, who I generally, obviously, I would kind of sp- sp- speak to people about if, if they if they kind of um, in if they having like low moments or if they want any advice or an exercise, um, and yeah, I just want to kind of take take that forward. Uh, so I've, I've I've kind of had a bit of a background in in both uh, my psychology, uh, which I qualified in 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 early two thousands. And then did some like fitness training on top of that, and then came around to the uh, mental health training. So, which I'm currently currently doing at at the uh, moment. So, your accent is is an English accent. So, um, you've you've lived abroad, I'm guessing from from your accent, which is from where? Yeah, so I'm originally from uh, South Africa, from uh, Cape Town. Um, and yeah, been in, um, the UK since about the early 2000s. So I've, I've got, I'm obviously, you can tell I've got a bit of an accent, but it is slightly diluted. But when I call like, um, like uncles and and cousins back, back home, they say I, I sound very, um, anglicized. So yeah, their, their, their accents are much, much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you came over here to study, did you? Is that, is that how it worked? And then you stayed? Uh, yeah, so 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 came over with family uh, to work and study, and this is this is uh, yeah, I've um, settled. This is uh, where I am. Yeah. So you mentioned the um, moderate to mild depression. How you've helped people over the years. What are, what are your top tips for for people who feel themselves a bit you know a bit fed up, a bit down, not quite knowing what's what? Um, are there any simple exercises? Any simple tips that you can suggest for them to do for the listeners uh, i think i mean obviously for um it, it it just it just would be like general advice but it would be obviously applicable to each particular person again according to your according to your level of de- depression and the duration and the onset uh first of all i would recommend someone go see their gp um so they would obviously have the correct type of medicinal um, support if the GP were to recommend them to go on a, on a particular course of treatment. Uh, that would be my first, in terms of anyone who wanted to kind of um, make themselves generally more active, again, it would be applicable to their physiology and their physical makeup. So I would, I would look at the person, I'd kind of see what they like to do. If they like to take the dog for a walk, I, I would start there. If they like to, you know, uh, if they, if they, I, I, I think the best way for people to kind of um, to 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 do activity and to be consistent with activity is to find something that they enjoy. I'm I'm not going to have someone who doesn't like going to the gym going to the gym. 
So I probably would have them first start to see their GP, uh, obviously the, the recommendation of the GP, if the GP has recommended any kind of like medicinal input, and then I probably would just start to talk to them about what they like to do and, and gently kind of build it up from there. As you say, rightly say, it's very important to do something that you enjoy, isn't it? Even though you might be feeling a bit fed up, if you're fed yeah. up and then you're forced to do something you don't enjoy, it's like a double whammy. It's you know, it's, it's a double downtread, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. The um, what's his name? The TV doctor, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, um, talks about social prescribing and um, yeah. people who are on their own. Um, to perhaps don't have the the support of friends and family that um, as you suggest is a is a good good um, support network if they don't have that because there's an awful lot of people now on their own aren't there they are they are yeah so yeah. with the social prescribing you know joining groups and um you know going for walks joining walking groups or you know if you don't if you don't have a dog and you want to go for a walk join a walking group um, or perhaps a, an allotment group, or, or you know, something like that. So, so group stuff um, is, is is very good. Kind of a sense of belonging, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And again, I think if you have someone who is like depressed or always quite low, um, what people generally tend to do is they tend to um, isolate themselves. So they tend to not engage, and then when they tend to isolate themselves, then they then they might not be. Uh, they would also have a uh, further kind of impact on their mental health and their well-being so definitely i think um you know maybe getting them to join like um like social clubs again something which could be signposted through their gp um and even if they kind of just meet for like a coffee like once like once a week um that would be a way for, to kind of get people to just get out the house and just to just to just to mix with people but i think definitely kind of getting people to like um meet up um like-minded others who might be experiencing the same um especially if you are living by yourself mm. it's, it's easier said than done though isn't it so if you're i mean fortunately i've never i've, I've had a couple of moments shall we say in my 60 something years but i can't say I've, I've always been lucky i've never really suffered with depression i'm in fact i'm i'm everybody's nightmare i'm, I'm so optimistic I, I get myself in trouble um, because I'm, you know, I believe anything is possible. I mean, what's the question? The answer is yes, sort of thing. And I know I do get on people's nerves with that. But uh, um, for people who are uh, depressed and lonely, you know, on their own, they don't have a support network. And, you know, here we are, you know, saying, oh, go to your GP, go join a group, do all this. It's, it's, it must be so, so hard, really, really hard. I think yes. I mean, it can be difficult, but I think um, it, I think the it, it, it and it can be also very very difficult for a person to even go to see their GP. I think probably the, the what's important is for them to just try to pick up the phone and just to call the GP and just say, look, can I see someone? Uh, um, I just want to talk about my mental health and my mental well-being. And um, you know, there's times under exceptional circumstances where the GP might be able to speak to them on the phone. But again, to, to reach a differential diagnosis, it probably would be more appropriate for the person to actually physically see the GP because the GP might also need to uh, see if there's any uh, like underlying physical, physical health issues that, that need to be addressed. Um, and then, you know, there's lots and lots of GPs. Uh, there's the, they being uh, trained around mental health and mental well-being so there's there's more training there's more emphasis so they would also be able to signpost people and they'd be able to support people and kind of 
um, support people in their own time, you know. Uh, I think also for people who depression, sometimes the GPs might also signpost them towards things like talking therapies, um, which would be an, another good way for them to work. And talking therapies it can also be quite uh, flexible. So it can either be through telephone calls. Uh, obviously, there is the face-to-face. But again, if the person is, isn't comfortable to meet for face-to-face, there's the option of like uh, like phone call talking therapies, which again, they, they can discuss with their GP. Yeah, and, the, and there's also um, Facebook, of course, now as well, various different groups, uh, private groups. So it's, um, you know, you're in a secure environment with people who understand. I think um, a lot of good has come about with the social media, although some people say, oh, you know, it's it's controlling now and, it, you know, social media is so big now and it controls us. But you can use it to, to great advantage when you've got situations where people can't physically bring themselves to talk face to face they could I mean they could send an email to the doctor's surgery they could post a message on the Facebook group and um yeah ways as well I think it? I think yes I mean obviously social media has merits I would also think I I, I would also kind of gently caution people with social media because it, it's, it's it has its benefits but it also um has the other side of it where people could kind of um get um obviously I would recommend someone gets uh, like legitimate peer-reviewed clinical advice from a medical professional. Sometimes people on social media who might not be medical professionals might be giving medical advice. Um, so I think people just need to be quite careful when they go online about looking at the groups and kind of doing and doing their research. So kind of looking, reading about uh, you know who the people are who are giving them advice. Uh, there are obviously merits but you know there's the other side to it where, where people could be kind of giving ill advice so i would recommend people uh yes you you can use social media but i would also just say uh, also uh please also seek uh clinical advice from a like a registered professional mm. it's that's really important it's a good point you raise um yeah. i've got a health uh, group as you know and i think i'm sure you're in it um, so yeah, we have yeah. 3,000 people in the group and we have got registered medical practitioners in there and um, yes, from yeah. time to time they do offer some pointers, not obviously detailed medical advice because you need to speak to somebody, you know, on a personal private basis. Um, but occasionally yeah. there'll be, there'll be information that they'll say, um, which we, you know, which is helpful. So um, yeah, really good point that uh, making sure you're not taking advice from a mate down the pub and go off on a tangent um but then yeah. again there's an awful lot of um good that comes about by by anecdotal evidence and medics don't have every all the answers do they we're all individual i think it's about knowing our body knowing your body knowing, yes. knowing when things are out of kilter and knowing that you need to do something to get yourself back on track yes 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 that is that is true and it's about people yeah it's about um like you said it's about kind of people being more in touch with their with 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 themselves and and knowing when they when they don't feel well and knowing when to ask for help Mm. i think acknowledging where you're at is really important Um, acknowledging it is one thing but then accepting it is a big step for some people isn't it so just just being aware just being aware acknowledging and then moving towards acceptance through whatever strategies work for you as an individual yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it it, it is it is it is about acknowledging that and i i suppose everyone kind of working at their own pace you know um with with obviously with um everyone heals at, at their own pace and i think if people are just being 
being patient with themselves that there is kind of this this thing which i attach to my blogs and into for people to have patience in 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 the in the process but that's what i i believe everyone heals at their own pace you know and when it's it's just about people need to be more gentle with themselves you know and they just need to when 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 you know you know but i think if you heal at your own pace it's better for you in in the long term yeah absolutely and and you you raise a point about being patient so many people expect to go to the gp pop a pill and suddenly they're better overnight and yet their body their mind has taken years to get into the state that it's got into so yeah, you know, yeah. human beings we, we want instant gratification everything you know just just we want it now 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 and again with social media and the pressures all around us um we we expect things done immediately but it's with our health it's not practical is it to expect that yeah yeah and and you raise a very good point there because we do live in a society where there is a lot of uh people kind of want things instantly um and it's it's trying to kind of because as you mentioned obviously if if someone's put on like a course of uh, treatment it might take several weeks it might take several months for the entire effect um and to kind of for people to kind of um, slowly just kind of come to the realisation that these things will take time. But some people, um, they might not stick with the course of treatment either because of undesired side effects or because they're not seeing results as quickly as they wanted to. And again, it's about having that, that conversation just to have with people to be like, look, you need to have patience in the process. It will take time. But generally, when people kind of stick with something, then eventually they will have results. But yeah, absolutely. It's about kind of having that discussion and, and kind of educating people um to kind of to 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 wait for wait for things to happen absolutely it's taken me a long time to um to get my head around that one because because of my personality style and my impulsive nature if i want to do something i'll just snap to it and and, and get it done um but yeah. everybody's like me and, you know we're all completely individual in terms of how we approach anything and um a lot yeah. of people will prevaricate the laminar they're not sure they they read something it says do this and something else says oh no don't do that do something else so people get overwhelmed they get dizzy with all the dr google advice and friends advice and so on out there it can be quite a minefield can't it it can be yeah and you mentioned dr google it, it can be quite daunting and it can be quite terrifying i think anyone who googles their medical symptoms on google i i you know you, you've it's probably the worst thing because it'll tell you any 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 a number of things i think it's quite easy for people to be bombarded with too much information and sometimes people need a filter to kind of focus on on what is is most uh what is most kind of pre- prevalent thing and again that kind of, i think it kind of comes back to uh people seeking help with medical uh clinicians and medical professionals but i think sometimes also we we tend to kind of clutter our lives and tend to overburden ourselves with too much so i think sometimes it's for people to kind of look at their priorities and to see, well, what are my priorities at the moment? Do I want to, you know, I want to feel better about myself. Okay, so let's work on that. How can I do that? Uh, if I want to kind of um, lose weight or feel better, okay. And it, it, it's about the long term. It's about setting like smart goals. Um, it's about uh, having, because I think if, if people kind of have like a long-term goal and the realistically set the small goals about how to reach it, they're more likely to kind of get there. So it's about having people to kind of minimize and to focus on maybe like one or two things at a time. I think sometimes when we've got like a hundred things going on, 
it's too much and it became, became a bit overwhelming. So I would recommend people kind of, they'd start on like one or two small focuses and then create like, like many steps to kind of get to where they want to go. So, you know, if they, if they are, uh, if they, if they feel if they're feeling quite uh, low, I would say, yes, I'll see, see your GP. Um, and then maybe kind of make, make small social connections and then slowly build up from there. And, and as you were saying, sticking to it because, um, it's little steps and gradually building up the confidence from the little steps. I know the, the experts, um, will say it takes so many repetitions of something to be to become a habit and there's, there's various different uh, numbers but it's it, it's it's at least 21 from my my reading that uh, you need to do something at least 21 times some people say 30 and then you've got the um the expert level so if you're you know learning to play an instrument it's uh, is it 10,000 hours or something like that so it's it's the repetition it's the sticking with it as, as you've mentioned it's important and not expecting instant um, results straight away and then also, I think um, logging, uh, journaling uh, your progress. So if you if you write, I've started keeping a journal for the first time in my life, and I found that looking back on certain things, um, I, I I've realised how far I've come because I've kind of drew a line in the sand on certain things, and I'm looking back now and going, oh wow, that's where I was then. Look what, look where I am now, and that's that's a kind of a an easy way to feel better about things because you're gradually moving towards whatever the goal is, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that is a brilliant idea um, and a brilliant suggestion. I think keeping a journal is really good for people for many levels, because like you said, it's, it's a way to for people to reflect on their journey. Uh, but it's also sometimes if people are finding it difficult to uh, communicate their frustrations and their feelings. They can kind of put it into the journal and then they can reflect back on it. And it's also kind of helping them to take a step back from it and to have that perspective. But I suppose it's also a fantastic idea to keep a journal if someone is feeling slightly despondent and they can look back and they can say, wow, this is where I was a year ago and look how much I've done. You know, look how much I've accomplished. Um, and I think, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think, I think it'd be good if more people could keep journals, uh, it could really kind of help them to reflect. Yes. Yeah. And there's lots of good journals out there now. Um, the other thing about vision boards, lots of people, I've never done this myself. I've, I found it a bit sort of flim flam floppy sort of thing for me, cause I've got a vision in my head of how I want things to be. But lots of people yeah. can't seem to vision things. So cutting out pictures of, of um, you know, they want to get a nice car. So looking at the model of the car they want to get or, you know, the house they want to live in or the type of holiday they want or the clothes they want to wear, this sort of thing. Cutting out from magazines, newspapers, whatever, and then <coughs> them on a board with some, some goals and then gradually working towards those goals. That also works for some people as well, which uh, is another way that listeners can uh, perhaps make you know little steps towards whatever yeah. their goals are um, oh yeah no yeah yeah i mean that's also a again that's also a, another fantastic idea i think people sometimes if they have like a visual re- reminder of their goal and kind of what they're working towards it's a great way to motivate them to kind of keep working towards their goal yeah so it's just sticking things around the house you know post-its or you know, a picture of the vision board on the fridge and things like this, things that they go to. So it's about getting um, getting the, the picture deep into the subconscious 
so that it, yeah. it becomes, you know one day it becomes a reality like the sports people they vision um what they you know the golfers they they envision the ball going into the hole before they even step up to the tee don't they and it's imagining yeah. what your life would be like if you're you know in a good good uh, mind state and then uh, you're you're kind of halfway there i found that with the uh, the mentoring that i've done over the years with cancer the people who have a, a more positive image of where they want to be they recover a lot lot quicker than people mm. who are, are feeling negative and it, it's obvious really that's not that's not you know rocket science um but on on your point of being overwhelmed and so on the um that's why i've created the perfect 10 wellness program because um in all the the time i've been mentoring the again and again and again 10 different areas crop up as being the the key things that people need to look at and everybody will be different um in yeah. the and areas and there's a free download on my website perfect-health.co.uk so there's a free assessment tool that people can go to on there to see what the 10 areas are and oh, that's um, great to download and do a free assessment and then they can go okay well my, my, my body is is the thing that i'm really so maybe you know i need to if i if i lost weight then i would feel better well how do i lose weight what do i eat you know this sort of thing or yeah friends and family might be the issue maybe there's lots of negativity going on in the family well maybe i need to give a rest move move away from those sort of people be more with more positive people or um maybe i need to you know look at my values am i doing one thing you know saying one thing and doing another thing and that's that's a big thing that a lot of people don't um, realize that affects their mental health um yeah so um and you know in the work environment what's what's the work environment like so so many ways that we can get depressed and feel down and so on but exercise um whether it's walking the dog as you say or you know going to a gym if that's what you enjoy I, to me it's i'd sooner stick pins in my eyes i've tried it many times <laughs> it's, not, it's not my thing at all <laughs> that's okay that's okay but uh, yeah being being uh, being true to yourself really isn't it yeah, absolutely, and, and and yeah, and and again, yeah, it's it's finding what you enjoy. I, I think I think people have been normally kind of ascribed activities which are with outside of what they like to do, and like uh, like I said earlier, they probably would not stick to it. And gyms can be quite daunting. I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, it's it's for many people they don't know how things work, and they find it can be quite intimidating. For some people, they can find it, it's quite an enjoyable at- atmosphere. Um, but again, it's, you know, just definitely kind of find what you like. Um, even if it's walking, even if it's meeting friends for, uh, for a coffee, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So just, again, yeah, just find what you enjoy and just, just uh, do what you enjoy. Brilliant. So, um, tell us about your blog, Greg. Uh, yeah. So my blog, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a weekly blog at the moment. Uh, what I do is. I look to kind of cover topics for physical health, for mental health and well-being. I originally started it um, when 20, I think about 2018. Uh, it was kind of fit for nearly 40 at the time. I was kind of nearly turning 40 at the time. And I was using it as like a fitness and wellness, uh, like a personal journey blog, as, as you mentioned about keeping a journal because uh, I was looking to kind of lose weight for my 40th birthday. And then I found that the blog kind of evolved and I wanted to kind of look at how I could help people across all ages. And and it, it became more kind of like a uh, exploring different 
subjects for um, other people. So then it kind of evolved into fit for any age. And it's, it's, I think the kind of the core focus is to help people who possibly have like desk jobs, uh, you know, moms, uh, dads, um, uh, men, uh, there's one this one blog which I kind of wrote around men and mental health, uh, also about preparing meals for work because sometimes there's people who work in sedentary jobs and there is quite a bit of um, ob- obesity within the workplace. Sometimes people aren't very active, so they're sitting at their desk, they they're grabbing what they can, they're eating snacks and stuff, and it's difficult sometimes to find time to make food. Um, so it's it's also helping people, which I I did feature in one of my um, earlier blogs. So helping people to kind of um, get, 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 get themselves like fit physically and mentally. And each week I look at different topics. Uh, I think my most recent one was looking at like art and art therapy. Um, so sometimes kind of helping us to do art and, and activities um, or different types of activities people like to do to kind of help themselves if they are experiencing stress um, in, the, in their life. Art, art is a topic close to my heart. I can't even draw a matchstick, man. I'm hopeless at drawing. And um, and yet, um, one of my cancer episodes, each time I've had cancer, I've learned something. I've, I've, I've put myself on different courses and qualified in different things. And one time I, I learned to paint. And uh, I was actually showing somebody yesterday, I've done 13 paintings and I even sold one for charity. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to restart painting again. Um, my life's been a bit busy in the last four years, but I'm going to uh, restart painting and I'm really looking forward to it. It's so therapeutic because while you're doing that, you're concentrating, you're, you're, you're yes. not about anything else. And uh, yeah. when you turn out something that you're really proud of, it's it's just so uplifting. So um, you you do. Absolutely. And, and art, but I, I suppose also um, other forms of, if, if people like to write, if they like to create music, um, Definitely, you know, anything that, that you can kind of feel at the end of it, there's been like a creative process and you can reflect on it and, and you can kind of feel um, like a sense of achievement from it. But, you know, I'm really happy to know that art has, has um, helped you. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And yeah, as I say, I can't draw a Max man, and but yeah, I can paint. I use some um, acrylics and um, it suits me because if I'm not happy with what I've done, I can just go over it and keep going over it until I'm happy with it. And um, yeah. Then uh, you know, you've, as I say, got something something to show for it. So um, yeah, that, that's that's lovely. That, that's what that's what helped me. And as I say, learning learning things and keeping the mind occupied, I think is really important. A lot of people tend to sort of sit around and watch negative television and read negative newspapers. Um, I've not bought bought a national newspaper in over twenty years. In fact, more probably twenty five years now. I don't have a telly, so. Um, Anything I, I listen to Radio Four Today program on um, the radio in the morning six till nine, and if it's not on there, I don't need to know about it. And um, in fact, I face you know, and that's when the programs are, but I only probably listen to about three quarters of an hour because they, they repeat themselves. Do you know? I completely agree. I I mean, obviously, there, again, there are merits about news, but again, it, depending on what kind of news, news source you read, it can be very difficult and quite depressing to read to read the news um i think the last time i bought a newspaper was so that i could dry out my boots after going for a walk <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it's i think i think definitely um it is really is so important and so very for, for people to kind of keep a positive mindset and to kind of also 
to to keep an open mind, obviously, when they're educating themselves with the news, but definitely to kind of not, because the news can be quite depressing and can be overwhelming at times. So it's about, yeah, absolutely keeping a positive mindset and 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 kind of not 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 being too kind of beat down by all the news at at the moment. Absolutely, there's bad news everywhere. News headlines are are, are what sell newspapers. You know, negative headlines. Um, shocks, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. You know, read this, read that. You know, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I I stay away from it. And if anything, if, you know, really important happens during the day, people tell you. You know, it's on social media, so so you do you do get to hear. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Um, I have yeah, a yeah. I have a filter on my Facebook group. I don't allow anybody to post without myself or another admin um, approving because sometimes we get a run of, um, and, and it tends to be things like you know if. Um, they have storylines on these uh, soaps, which I'm not, you know, I don't watch anything like that, as I said. Um, but sometimes a storyline will then invoke lots of different sharing on Facebook um, or yeah. other, other platforms, and then people will be sharing all this negativity. And uh, I won't, I won't have it in the group, but I try and keep things balanced because we can't live in a completely, you know, rainbow-filled cotton wool world either. We've got to, you know, we've got to have some sort of sense of balance. But no, I won't have the, um, the uh, uh, lots of negative stuff in there. It's not it's not healthy. So, so oh, I mean, and that's and that's absolutely fine. I think because especially like it's important for the, the social media to do like online monitoring because the content people can put out um, needs to be needs to be regulated. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, that's I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So, how do people find your your blog? Where where do you hang out, as it were? Uh, yeah, so I'm online. Um, it's if they just Google, it's uh, it's fitforanyage.co.uk. Uh, uh, if you just pop it into Google, you'll you'll find the blog. And on the blog, these uh, it's, it's got different categories for like archives and um, the categories for the months, and then for any like uh, social media links. I've also personalised it so that uh, it includes details about what is fit for any age all about about the author and if they wanted to subscribe to the blogs. Cool. Okay. We shall um, have a look at that. And you have started posted in my group, which is great. So feel free to uh, to keep doing that. I'm interested in an archive one you just mentioned about the um, uh, what to eat if you have a sedentary lifestyle. That's a, a question that often crops up. Um, and people say, oh, oh, I can't be bothered. It's It's easier to have fast food and I haven't got time. Well, make time. You know, you are the most important person in the world. If you're not going to make time for yourself, who else is? Um, I get you know when people say yeah. time. Do you know what? Absolutely. And I completely agree. I, I think because there's, there's lots of people who they would finish work and understandably you're tired but it's it's making it, it, it ultimately it's about making the decision it's it's do i want to continue to watch the box sets of what i'm watching or do i because i mean each episode is what half an hour 40 minutes or will i spend that time to, to make dinner and make my food for tomorrow yeah it's about making the it's about making those conscious choices and people sometimes say oh, oh i don't have time it is about making time at the end of the day and it's also about, um, yeah, yeah. It's so, so, and people who obviously when they do buy uh, food on the go, it, it can be quite, as we know, it can be quite processed and obviously not very healthy for them. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree that people need to make time. But I think it's also about educating people because people, 
sometimes don't know how to make healthy food and make healthy choices. Um, I've had a for the weekend and very simple things. Um, my friend's gone home now with a very simple um, thing that he's taken on himself. He's going to go and buy a soup maker um, because he finds he loves soup, but to make it... Yeah. It's such a lot of faff. And I said, we'll get a soup maker. And I, I showed him how I made soup with my soup maker. 20 minutes, go and have a shower, come back, and you've got lovely, fresh, organic soup. from, And you know what's exactly what's in it. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a brilliant idea. And 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 there's so many other things people can do if they want to make – people can get, like, you mentioned a soup maker, a uh, bread maker. Um, you know, if, even if people kind of want to make – like, they, they can do, like, a slow cook – chicken or i mean if people are vegetarian they can also do vegetables as well um but they can cook things and they can kind of put it into like tupperware containers and they can freeze it and they can they can have it for for the week so it's about i think it's about just being creative and kind of looking at how you can kind of make time to make food but yeah the the soup maker thing is a really good idea so it's been lovely speaking with you greg um just to just to recap your your website and your blog is fitforanyage.co.uk. Yeah, that's it. And uh, are you on social media as well? Uh, yes, I have I have a Facebook page. Um, it is, I'll find the link for you. Um, find, it's uh, facebook.com slash fitforanyage. Okay, so brilliant. Is that, and that's a page, is it? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a page. That's a health and wellness website. But obviously, that's also a link. And um, I will obviously post things of um, health and wellness topics on that on that site as well. Brilliant. Okie dokie. And I ask guests to choose a couple of songs, and you've chosen uh, "Head Full of Dreams" by Coldplay and "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Why did you choose both of those, Greg? I think they're quite positive and, and upbeat songs uh and uh, i i just you know i just kind of have like I, I i i just feel quite positive when i hear those songs so yeah those are those are my songs <laughs> brilliant okay well thank you very much for um spending time today with us and um for listeners um lovely to uh uh have you join us again we're on online again uh next tuesday four o'clock and don't forget that uh, the show is repeated again now 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning. So uh, um, if you didn't manage to take notes, make notes um, today, you can uh, listen again on Saturday. And also there'll be an opportunity once our sound engineer has stripped the music out because we're not allowed to um, listen again with the music because of the Performing Rights Society. Um, the, the link will also appear on my website, perfect-health.co.uk. So thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Gregory Lawrence, for being with us today. Thank you, Elaine. Thank, thank you very much. It was really, really nice um, talking talking to yourself today. Fabulous. And please, as I say, please do post in the, the health group uh, on Facebook, which is uh, Perfect Health Wellness Club. Okay, bye for yes. now, everybody. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Elaine. Bye. Bye.